Hi ladies, this is Christina Payne and this is Girl Say It. It's my podcast where I'm here to share with you my journey to find joy in this season. So I invite you all to come back weekly to hear more about this journey. Let's get to it. Good morning. It's Friday again and I'm back. How are you guys? I am doing well. I am doing very well. Uh, It's been a very long week and I couldn't wait for Friday to get back on my walk and come out here and talk to you guys about it. So I hope you're ready for another chat. Because I said I'd be more consistent with this week, this season's podcasting. And here we go. So, I do wish that I could have like a two-way conversation with you all. I enjoy podcasting because it's an opportunity for me to talk through some things. And I mentioned in the season opener that this season would be a little different because I would be a little bit more random. And that would be freeing for me. So, um, I find myself anticipating this opportunity because it does let me just say, I, I look forward to it. I can just come on here and say whatever. So I hope you all find value in it, but it's going to be a little selfish. And I think we need that because I'm not selfish in my day life. Everything's about everybody. <laughs> so let's get to it. My weekend review, that's what I'm calling it. I think we all need to do a kind of weekend review so you can go back and you can think through some of the crazy. All right, I'm going to give y'all a little visual. So we've all been on quarantine. We've all been stuck in the house. We've all kind of been asked to take precautions, stay inside, social distance. Well, the visual you should take right now on the sidewalk, you hear the little bell ringing. That's a family. Mom, dad, bicycling, and two little people on their bikes. And they are strolling past on their bikes. And the little people are ringing the bells on their bicycle. I've been out walking on occasion during this week. And I've seen more and more people out like that. Slowly people are trickling back out. And it's not a... Um, indictment against them for doing so. Things have changed this week. (sighs) There's been a shift in the atmosphere. (laughs) As people would say, there's been a shift in the atmosphere. A lot has changed this week. Um, So in the beginning of the week, I don't remember what day, so y'all gonna have to just go back and do your research if you care that much, and you really ain't that serious. But in the beginning of the week, we got the news that we, we live in Texas, but we got the news that we were starting to open the economy back up. So slowly but surely, we were beginning to open parts of the economy. And that meant, you know, oh, we would be have access to some things that are not essential, but People could go and do, like, get their nails done, go to get their hair cut, and get your hair done, things that are 
not a tantrum, but people would get out the house and maybe go do some things, and it would stimulate the economy a little bit. So whether you agree or disagree on that, the decision was made. Certainly, he created a lot of conversation. He's a child. He's going to create a spike in the virus. What does that mean for our health? I feel like this. We've been in the house for six weeks. A lot of us have figured out ways to do without some of those non-essential things. And until we get this thing, until we get these, this thing flattened, and we know we're not um, going to cause a spike, I don't need to get my hair done. I don't need to get my nails done. And I won't be running out to do it. <clears throat> and I don't think it's a wise choice for anybody else to do but that's not my decision to make for anybody. And so, rather than tell you not to do it, I say go make that your choice. But everyone should be thinking of it in exactly that way. Make a choice for yourself. Weigh your options. And um, be smart. And don't be offended if somebody like me says, hey, I don't think that's a smart choice, and I really don't want you to come in my house. <laughs> if you want, if you feel like, you know, you need to go get your hair done, you need to go expose yourself to the germs because your hair needs to be done, your nails need to be done, that was a priority for you, fine. But respect my choice and say, I don't want to be exposed to that. Now, I know it might be hypocritical of me because... By the same token, you'd be exposed to it if you had to go to the grocery store or if you were an essential worker and had to go to work, whatever. It's just my thoughts on it. So let people be. Let people make their own decisions. That's just how I feel about it. Um, and I don't think we all should fight about it. So that's just, just what it is. Uh, that co- corona craziness started at the beginning of the week. Well, that, I guess, tainted my feelings about things because <clears throat> on Friday, I got some unfortunate news. It may be fortunate or unfortunate. Depends on how you feel about it. For me, I just I just don't know how I feel about it. But I mentioned to you all that I am a change management consultant. And right now I have a contract with <clears throat> a big corporation. I'm just going to leave that alone. I may have already told y'all. I don't know. But... I'm not going to repeat it if I have. But that contract will end at the end of May. And that contract ending was in large part due to the fact that we are in a pandemic. And we are also having a crisis in the commodities. And so those two things combined created this perfect storm where... Somebody like me, who is a nice-to-have for organizations, it's nice for them to have consultants come in and advise on how to help their employees adopt new changes in the organization so that there is a smooth transition and an improved uh, likelihood that they'll adopt those new new changes. That's not always seen as a must-have. And I've been working in this industry long enough to know that's the way people see it. 
and um, I'm no longer offended by that. But hey, we I know it's a possibility, and and that's fine. But it, it happened, so it also it also helps me. <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say helps me. It also shapes the way I feel about people who make decisions <laughs> for us in the government, in the world, whatever. So our leadership, we have got to make decisions that are prudent about how we face this pandemic, this commodities crisis that make logical sense. It can't be all based on fear of what's going to happen. We've got to have some practical responses to this. And I'm not um, saying, hey, send everybody back out there and let them all go back and infect the rest of the world. But I am saying, can we actually do some testing or some test case scenarios? We've got people working today who are supposed to be essential. How many of these people are getting infected by the population? What's happening? What measures are being taken? What have we been doing to make sure or test how this infection spreads? And is it feasible that we can put some things in place so that more people can gradually go back to work in phases? And what are those practices and what can we do? Because we can't keep the economy shut down out of fear forever right and should we be testing the population in phases who aren't sick so we know who's got it who doesn't it's just crazy the just sitting in the house in fear doing nothing is not the answer not going i mean rushing back out into the population without you know knowing anything is not the answer either it's like where are strategists (laughs) i'm just like who is leading us i'm frustrated by that y'all so i'm sorry if this is a rant type podcast this is supposed to be about my joy and i feel like my joy is being robbed in a way but I made a conscious decision to get that part out so that I can make a shift, right? Into what I feel like is a positive that will come out of this negative. So I am a little frustrated, admittedly, that, you know, this week started out so crazy and that we that we're impacted by it and we don't have effective leadership doing things that feel like smart people (laughs) are making decisions based on facts and data and science. And it's feeling like we're we're working on feelings and feelings don't don't cut it for me right now. So that's how I feel about it. I'm shutting that down. So how am I moving forward? Right, so I mentioned in the season one opener that this is a season for me anyway. When I did my 
um, work, love, health, play meter. I really felt like the play side or the joy side of the meter was the most limited. I didn't have enough in that bucket. And so I wanted to spend some time really pursuing that. And even with the changes that have come along since then and the COVID crisis, I still feel that way. I still feel like when it comes to work, I have enough in that well. I've spent enough time preparing myself in that space that it's not the most depleted. So I still am going to stay on that track and I'm still going to spend time trying to figure out things that that I enjoy. I spent um, maybe <laughs> hour, two hours playing in makeup this week because I just wanted to have something that was fun. I did a little mini photo shoot. I was bored. I was like, let's just play in makeup. And that was the one thing I did this week that was just kind of like fun. I was going to do it, do a little mini photo shoot. Next time, I think I'll do it with a friend because at some point I was like, I should have planned this better. I'm finding that like in the, the joy fun space, I don't give myself, I don't, I don't plan it with people far enough in advance. Like my schedule has been weird. Like I've had command over my schedule for a while. That's different than my friends. So my friends probably work traditional nine to five, eight to five, and they on the clock. Like they have to be in the office at 8 a.m. Somebody's actually paying attention when you get there and they got to leave out of there. They can't leave before five. They don't really have that kind of control. They, they can just leave the office. Whereas for, for me, I might get up at six one day because I got to be on a call for seven. It's just that fluctuation. And then on that day, I might have to work until seven that day because I might have a late call that day as well. That that thing, you know, this thing fluctuates. So for me, by Wednesday at three o'clock, I'm spent. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't feel like working till five. So if I just do a random, I'm bored and I want to play a makeup day, I forget that, oh, my friends are still at work. <laughs> they can't just, you know, hop on a live with me and watch me play in makeup. So I'm learning. Okay, you got to think about, okay, who, what are you doing? When are you doing this? But it was fun even doing it by myself and posting the pictures to, to Facebook. So that was my joy. Okay, so the, what am I doing next? Here's the good part of this. So, deep breath, settle yourself. The transition from when I'm upset about something to calming down and being happy, it's not so easy. Anyway, so the transition. What I'm doing next, when I um, had to let my clients know that I was ending, my my uh, contract was ending at the end of May, so one of my clients asked me, so what are you doing next? And I told him, I said, hey, for a long time I have been wanting to deliver workshops around designing the next chapter of your life. And those workshops are designed to help 
the displaced. So I don't know if I talked about this in the season opener or not, but I spend a lot of time as a change manager helping the people who will stay at the company after a big change. Let's say, you know, in this event, they're going to be change managers like me in different parts of the, the organization who are going to help the people who will stay at the organization adapt to the new norm. And I've done that a lot. I've been the one who sticks around and helps the people who are going to stay at the company adapt to the new norm. You know, we're leaner, we're transformed, we're doing more with less. And here's how you fit into that new norm. And here's what we're doing differently. And sometimes that's around a system change. Sometimes that's around an organizational change. Whatever the case may be. That's my life. I usually am helping the people who are going to stay in the organization. For a long time, I've been thinking, what about the people who get displaced? The people who are laid off. The people who are retired prematurely. People whose skills are no longer necessary if it's a technology change and they are let go. Who's doing something for them? So I've uh, I've never had it more pressing on my heart to help those people than I have now. I've had that feeling for a while, long before COVID blew up. I thought I was thinking about it, like, what do you do? So when he asked me, what am I going to do when this is over? I that was what came out. It just kind of came right out. I was like, well, I've always wanted to help people who are displaced by this. And I, um, I'm, I'm going to kind of see how that works out. I want to deliver workshops to help them design the next chapter of their lives. And what he said to me was, you know, first, the good news is you'll have credibility because you'll be one of those people who are actually using this platform to do that. So they'll be able to see you know what, you were actually somebody who just got laid off as a result of a change in an organization. So he was like, so while this might not feel good right now, it's actually to your benefit because it lends credibility. And he said, but two, he says, I actually feel like I'm one of those people that need your services. He was like, the older I get, the more I worry about being one of those people who will be laid off. And I really don't know what to do next. I've spent my whole career doing this and I know that I'm getting older and I think there's going to be fewer and fewer opportunities as I age. And I said to him, I said, well, that's the good thing about my workshop, that it's not actually preparing people to go find the next job in their same career. It's actually about designing the next opportunity that's not necessarily in that that field, but it's about figuring out who you are and what unique challenges you're interested in solving and how you uniquely are designed to do that. So it's about creating opportunities for yourself and not necessarily going out and being a part of that same job pool that's circulating. And he said, well, that's quite interesting. He says, because I don't know what I would be 
be qualified for. And I, I talked to him for a little bit longer and I was like, somebody with your credentials, do you know how many people would pay to sit at your feet to hear your stories? This is a man who has worked Australia, England. Um, oh my God, his resume is so impressive. If you sat at his feet and listened to all the places that he's been, how many times he's been laid off, had to reinvent himself, had to come back stronger and to be where he is and to have the knowledge that he has, I was like, we paid just to sit and listen to you talk. <laughs> you didn't even have to have an agenda. Just to, just talk, just tell us what it was like. These young people have no clue. They're trying to figure it out. And he says, you know, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of that as a job. And I said, that is the whole point of what I want to do, is to help people realize that there are things you're going to be able to do that aren't on the existing job roles, but you're going to be able to create them and they're uniquely for you. So you guys, I say this to say, it's weird because if you go back and you listen to episode one, I said to you, I read the Design Your Life book at the beginning of the year before this whole COVID crisis. I read it. I was over it in like April. By April, I was like, whatever. And I remember God saying, to me, I was asking God, what next? I want to do something else. And I remember God saying, go back. I've already showed you what to do, but you can't, you can't just be on fire for something for a few weeks and then you are done with it. Go back. I've already shown you what you need to do. And I remember telling you guys that I said, well, God, okay, I'll go back and I'll look. But even then, I was still like, well, what do you want me to do with this? Because I was still not sure. And um, I started this podcast thinking, well, okay, God, I'll use this as an opportunity for expression of the joy. Because I did get joy out of doing the podcast the first season, but I felt like it was the wrong it was the wrong motivation behind it. So I, I made that switch. Here it is a week later, and I feel like God is, he's dropping little pieces at a time. You know, I think that's how God works. He doesn't give you everything. Even until this moment where I came out to do this podcast and I wasn't entirely clear what the message was going to be. And I told God, I said, okay, well, I'll just listen. I'll start speaking, and I guess you will give me the message as we go, but I do feel like even until this moment, he's just now showing me that it's going to be bit by bit, piece by piece, that he shows me and he opens the door um, on what the next chapter looks like, even for me. <clears throat> so I'm here this week just to show you that it's it's an interesting unfolding. That's all I can say. I think that's what I'm going to title this podcast, an interesting unfolding, that it's starting to reveal itself. Uh, going to have a lot more time on my hand, so I guess I'm going to be giving the journey mapping workshops, that's what they're called, and give the journey mapping workshops a lot more energy, energy since I'm going to have some more time on my hands. I don't know where it's going. I'm just following God. Um, for everybody.
for you people out there, I don't know how many people are going to hear this, you know, one, two, three, seven, like last week, I was disappointed in that, I'll tell the truth, I really wanted it to be more, but whatever, if it's seven people who hear it this time, for you seven people who hear this, <clears throat> hang in there, this is going to be random, but I think there's something amazing unfolding. So you hang in there with me and let's just see where this thing is going. Appreciate you being here. Until next time, I love you and I'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, ladies. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it enough that you wouldn't mind sharing it with others. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whichever tool you use. Please go to the Girls Say It website. If you go there, you can like and subscribe to the podcast there. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next week.